Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. I guess. Live from the Hogs Meat Market Studios, this is Out of Bounds on 1037 The Buzz. Live from the Hogs Meat Market Studio, Joe Franklin, Ty Pierce, Pigskin Preacher. If you want to get into the show, you can call 501-661-1037. Southern Structural Solutions text line, same number, 501-661-1037. Gangster Museum of America, life and feedback. And we are going to get into some coaching news in this hour. Uh, we're going to start with Mike Tomlin, who he had to answer some questions after the uh, Steelers and Bills game, and there was one question that he actually avoided about the future for him with his contract coming up, but he was uh, more, I guess, open and uh, willing to respond today. In a little better mood today, man. Anybody got any contract questions? Uh, (laughs) I'll say this. Um, I certainly could have handled Mike Tomlin upstairs with his final press conference. Good afternoon. Uh, in a little better mood today, man. Anybody got any contract questions? Uh, I'll say this. Um, I certainly could have handled uh, that situation better than I did, but I'll also say this. Um, I just believe there's a time and place for everything, and post-game press conferences are probably not the place uh, to address contract issues and things of that nature. It's just a very individual thing, and on game day, um, I doubt any of us are in that mindset, certainly I am not. Um, What's required to do what it is that we do, uh, the amount of focus um, pouring into a collective, I'm just not in that mind state and I just don't believe that's the appropriate venue um, to talk about things of that nature. I'm certainly open and willing to do it today in this venue. Um, In assessing um, our last performance in the season, You know, I'm proud of the guys. I'm proud of their fight. I'm certainly disappointed um, that we're not preparing to play this week. I know that they are. Um, It comes to a screeching halt. Um, These are are awkward days kind of at the end of the season. Um, And so we're finding our footing. We're doing appropriate things. Um, Exit interviews, I'm in the the midst of beginning those things um, with players and staffing. Um, the players themselves um, are exiting appropriately, um, meeting with coaches, um, departmental meetings, uh, training staff, equipment, strength and conditioning, etc., nutrition. Um, those are the things that kind of go on this time of year in an effort to, to review what transpired, to gather information all um, so that when the time is right, man, we start building for 2024. Um, we do so with that information, with those lessons learned, with that experience individually and collectively. And so we got a lot of work ahead of us. Do you foresee either Eddie or uh, Mike Sullivan being candidates for the offensive coordinator job? Um, you know, not at this juncture, man. I, I'm looking at outside candidates um, and, and lining up the pecking order there. I am appreciative of their efforts. Um, in terms of what they did for us down the stretch. Um, but I'm looking at outside candidates um, at this juncture. Mike, will, uh, can he resume his QB1 status? You know, he will, but obviously there will be competition. There are all, there's always competition in this thing. Um, we don't anoint anyone. Um, man, I'm appreciative of his efforts and where he is and 
excited about continuing to work with him, but certainly um, he will be challenged from a competition perspective uh, moving forward. Um, competition brings the best out in all of us. The hope of the franchise that Rudolph will be there? I'm, I'm sorry? Is it the hope of the franchise that Mason Rudolph will be back in providing that competition? It is, um, but he is a free agent, and it is free agency. And so we'll see where that leads us. Mike, you uh, told the guys the other day in the meeting, I guess, that um, you intend to be back and disregard the rumors that were floating out there. Um, you expect to get an extension this year? And, and um, um, yes, I expect to be back, and I would imagine that those contract things are are going to run their course, man. Um, Art and I have a really good, transparent relationship. We communicate um, continually, often. Um, I don't imagine it's going to be an issue, and I imagine it's going to get done in a, in a timely manner at the appropriate time. Um, but, you know, my mindset is to coach this football team, certainly. So Mike Tomlin, he addressed a number of issues there. He started with the contract situation and the contract that he was asked about. So he was more open to answering that, but he also addressed some issues that the team could have where they have to bring in another offensive coordinator, and he said he's looking to the outside, and also that there will be competition at quarterback. Kenny Pickett will be penciled in as the starter, but there's going to be competition. So just uh, address the number of issues, and that's what happens this time of the year once a team season is over, but just... It was appropriate in the fact that he um, there was a question that the thought was he avoided it because he um, he was kind of thinking through some things, but it wasn't the case. It was just right after the game, it, he just didn't feel like it was appropriate. When he walked away, that was pretty funny, actually. <laughs> he gave him that look like... If I stay here, I'm going to say something I'm going to regret. So I'm just walking out the door. And I mean, we've all felt like that at, at certain times, dealing with the uh, nonsensical things in our jobs. But the thing for Tomlin, they got to have a quarterback. Tomlin is a great coach. He's proven that over the course of his 17 years as a head coach in Pittsburgh. But their quarterback situation is just a mess right now. Uh, Pickett hasn't shown that he's the guy. I mean, when Rudolph, you know, turns out to be a halfway decent option, you know, it's kind of as a retread, they got to find somebody that can be a star. You know, it's funny, when Roethlisberger was a star, they were a, a dominating team. They were a relevant team. Without a relevant quarterback, they've kind of slid back to the pack. Well, you know what their record was combined with those two guys when they started games? What? 10-4. and four. So, Kenny Pickett. Was seven and four in this season. Now you got to remember, going back to last season, he was a rookie, so of course he had some bumps then. But seven and four as a starting quarterback this season, and then you couple that with Mason Rudolph. This is not including postseason, just the regular season. Mason Rudolph going three and zero, oh, so ten and four combined record between the two of them. So there's something that they they have a base there that they can work with. It's just that. You want to make sure you get the right guy under center. Now, the drop-off was when Mitch Trubisky was in there, which you can put that on the coaching staff to say that, okay, they dropped Mm -hmm. the ball there, and this guy never should have been on the field. They had a three-game losing streak. How likely is it that the Steelers bring back Mason Rudolph? I mean, what kind of a percentage are we talking about? Um, I would say say 60-40, and... It's not as if they don't want to bring him back. It'd be more on Mason Rudolph because with the way he played down the stretch, he may have earned some opportunities outside of the Steelers, and and that'd be great for him if, if that's the case because he came into this season as a free agent the same way, didn't get any interest, and the thought was that there was no way he would return to the Steelers, but when he didn't get any interest... And, uh, you know, they were able to make that deal happen. And he even said that he, th- he had thoughts about what he was going to do post-playing career because of the fact that, you know, he got no interest, didn't think returning to the Steelers was an option. So he was looking at what he was going to do once he was done playing altogether. So let me ask you a question. You're a big NFL guy, huge Steelers guy. Yes or no? Is Pickett the guy going forward? It's still yet to be determined, and I'll tell you this is why. Okay. This is why. It's key 
that Mike Tomlin was asked about the offensive coordinator. Now, the offensive coordinator, Mm -hmm. and that was another mistake made by Mike Tomlin and the coaching staff. And, and you know, Canada did not pan out at all. Yeah, and, and whoever you want to put that on, if you want to put it on the GM, the Roonies, whoever kept them around, but the Steelers have a certain way of doing business. And a lot of times that is to let these contracts play out, not necessarily with the head coach, but with position coaches, coordinators that are on staff. You evaluate them at the end of that, and then you say, okay, either we are going to get a new contract for this person or we're not going to give them a new contract, and now we'll look for other options. So that was the situation coming into this season with Matt Canada. He had this final year remaining on his contract, but it was so bad, you saw that they had to make a change during the season. And if you look at it from the outside, you know, it was always thought that he never should have been back for this season. But with the way the Steelers did business and have done for a long time, They brought him back to let the contract play out. If things didn't get better, they were going to look outside at the end of the season. But it was so bad that they had to do that before they planned on doing it. And it was so bad with him that with Kenny Pickett in his second season, it goes back a season before that. So Roethlisberger looked bad in his last season, and then Kenny Pickett has looked bad these next two seasons. So... What's the common denominator? It's Matt Canada over the past three seasons that made the offense look terrible no matter who was at quarterback. Probably something to sum it. I know that I completely agree with the first part of that. Burger looked bad as last year because he was 62 years old. I mean, I don't think any offensive coordinator, he couldn't make the throws. He had no mobility. He was done. He probably played a year or two beyond what he could have played. Hey, Pigskin, we're going to reconnect with you if you can uh, reconnect there. But um, I, so I have to disagree with that and the fact that if you put, and, and we'll never know, but when, you know, you think about some of the top offensive minds in the game, Kyle Shanahan, Sean McVay, if you're talking the difference of Ben Roethlisberger with one of those guys as opposed to what he was dealing with with Matt Canada and, you know, not liking to deal in hypotheticals or anything like that. Well, just like but a, just the fact that, you know, it, if you're talking about the difference of putting him with one of the top offensive minds, like Pigskin was talking about, there was no offensive coordinator that could have made him look good. Yeah, there were probably a lot that could have made him look good. I mean, you just take a look at what Sean McVay's done with Matthew Stafford. I mean, take a look at what Detroit has done with Jared Goff. They thought he was all but washed up. Didn't didn't give him half a chance when he got to Detroit. Now you see where where Detroit is. Now I realize that's more of an overall team improvement, but Goff is still part of that. And so, yeah, I mean, if you would have put Roethlisberger with, you know, a, a, a better offensive coordinator in that last season or two, yeah, you're probably going to see some better results. Okay, we got you back, Pixie. Roethlisberger. Roethlisberger was done that last year. And and to compare him to Stafford, Stafford still throws the ball about as well as anybody in the league. And Goff, you know, washed up. He's still young. I mean, you can't compare those two guys to him. I mean, listen, the point of that, that, though, is, you know, a different offensive mind. I mean, it it, it was shown in the results of this season, Pigskin, just to – just to say, you know, like once Matt Canada was gone, the offense mm-hmm. played and improved so much more. And especially when you dig into the numbers to see what it actually looked like compared to when he was there and once he was gone, it looked totally different. And these, and these were two, two interim offensive coordinators where you had one serving as the primary offensive coordinator and then the other was the play caller. Mm-hmm. So you're telling me a guy that is the offensive coordinator, once he's gone and these are two guys that are elevated into a new role and it looks completely different and, and it, you can tell how much better it is, you're telling me that guy could make somebody look bad at the end of their career? Mm, not, not when they're 62 years old. I, okay, I don't know. we can go back and forth on that. physically done. Okay. Here's the thing that I think that you're going to have to figure out as a Pittsburgh fan, and uh, Mr. Tomlin's going to have to figure out as well. 
is picket the guy going forward. And Tomlin is not convinced that he is. That's pretty obvious. I thought he was very gracious and very diplomatic in his remarks. But he's not convinced that this guy, I'm not convinced. Maybe he is. I mean, maybe he'll turn out to be excellent. But, man, right now, I just, I don't, I just get a feeling that he, he's not going to be the guy. You know, I just call it a hunch. And, and he may not be. But, you know, what, what Tomlin said there is competition is good always. And it, it doesn't matter, you know, what position you're talking about. Now, of course, the quarterback position is different. You do ideally want that franchise quarterback that there is no competition for. And if something happens with that guy, you want somebody that is quality enough to come in and win some games like Mason Rudolph was able to do. So if that ideally was the situation, you have your franchise starting quarterback. doesn't matter who it is. It doesn't have to be Pickett. But you have that guy, and then you have somebody who's capable to come in and win some games in case that starter misses some games. That's what every team in the league is looking for. Well, sure. Uh, when does Pittsburgh pick in the draft? It's going to be somewhere in the 20s. Like fit- no, it's going to be somewhere in the 20s because okay. they were well, a playoff team. Just a, just a thought. You might not like this. I, I'm, I, I've watched this guy a lot the last few years. Stop it. I don't even, don't even do it. Round pick, <laughs> Stop it. With a high first-round pick or a second-round pick, McCarthy's going to be there. Stop I'm it. Telling you. Stop I'm it. telling you right now, J.J. McCarthy is miles better than Kenny Pickett. No, he's yes, not. Yes, he is. No, uh, he's he, not. Yes, he is, Joe. He's not. Yes, he is. I, I've watched both of them. Yes, he is. Okay. Well, I think you we watched, might have to have some kind of interesting agreement. I think you've watched a lot more J.J. McCarthy than you've watched the Kenny Pickett. But that's beside the point. It, the, the point here is, and we've talked about this before, if you're talking about getting somebody that's a similar skill set, you like, you know, like we were saying with a new offensive coordinator, they're going to give Kenny Pickett an opportunity. If you're talking about somebody with a similar skill set. Now, if you're talking about somebody where you go outside of that and there's a lot of talk about trading for Justin Fields, Russell Wilson maybe, um, Jaden Daniels, you know, somebody – if you're talking about somebody with a different skill set, then that's a different conversation. J.J. McCarthy's got a different skill set than Kenny Pickett. I can promise What's his different skill set? He's got a bigger arm. And he's much more mobile. He runs better. I don't know about I mean, much you, more mobile. It, you're, I don't know about much more mobile. No, he's ten. He's he's ten times more mobile, Joe. He's yeah, not. He is. He's not. They just didn't. They didn't. Joe. Joe. They didn't run him much this year because they had absolutely nothing behind him, and they didn't want him to get hurt. Joe, he can run, man. I, you wouldn't have seen it. But no, no. I, I know he can run, yeah. but. Kenny Pickett can also run. So that that's the whole point of it. He can run also. Kenny Pickett, Kenny Pickett's going to be running to the unemployment line getting his checks because he's got little to no future in this game. That's, and and that's you might be gut. you might okay. be absolutely right on that. But we'll we'll know, you know, um they are going to give him another opportunity to evaluate him. That's not to say that he's going to be the guy, but they're going to evaluate him with a different offensive coordinator and competition. Well, so we'll see. That, that's where it is. Also, Gerard Mayo is uh, somebody who was introduced as the new Patriots coach. But we'll, we'll get to that probably on the other side of the break. We'll go to the phone and talk to J.K. What's up, J.K.? Hey, yeah. Joe, I, you know, I've been a Steelers fan a long time, and I've been trying to figure out, maybe you could explain it to me. What is Tomlin's philosophy? I mean, does he run the ball? Does he need a pass? I mean, is he going to have a quarterback that can do a Bradshaw? I mean, I can't really read this guy, and I'll hang up and listen. Thank you, buddy. I appreciate it, J.K. So, he, yeah, his philosophy is he likes for teams to be able to run the ball, and that is something that's been an issue with the Steelers over the past few years where uh, the offensive line hasn't been as strong. They did make improvements to the offensive line this year, and once again it goes back to when Matt Canada was gone, you saw the running game increase and look so much better because 
They couldn't blame it on the offensive line anymore. And they couldn't blame it on the offensive line simply because the offensive line played and looked a lot better. So there were a lot of elements into what was being held back at the time that Matt Canada was there. Well, you guys better hope for your future that you get somebody that's better than Matt Canada for next year. Because it sounds like Canada's become kind of a scapegoat for you know, kind of mediocre Pittsburgh offenses. So you know what, though, Pigskin? It'd be impossible mm-hmm. to not get somebody better than Matt Canada. <laughs> it would be. It'd be impossible. I'll, I'll hey, hey I'll, I'll, I'll go with Pit your... star has dimmed, there's no doubt. I'll go yeah. with your guy, J.J. McCarthy. We not not at quarterback. Make JJ McCarthy the offensive coordinator. They'd be better. You can pick anybody <laughs> that's an offensive mind, and they would be a better offensive coordinator than what was shown over the past three seasons. It it shows in the fact whether, however you want to feel personally in your opinion about Roethlisberger, Kenny Pickett. It shows two different guys, and. I, you know, if you want to include some more in there that actually touched the field, it was proven in what it looked like with and without him. It looked totally different. Well, as they say, we shall see. We shall see. We're going to come back with more here on Out of Bounds from the Hogsmeade Market Studio. Joe Franklin, Todd Pierce, Pigskin Preacher. And we are going to get into Gerard Mayo being introduced as the Patriots' new coach. And he had some interesting things to get into and just talking about what a dream it was for him to become the Patriots' next head coach. We're going to do that on the other side here on Out of Bounds. Stay tuned. Listen for Coach Kevin Kelly Wednesdays during the zone presented by the Little Rock Athletic Club. Join the Little Rock Athletic Club and save 30% off joining fees with no monthly contract. LRAC.com. Sports Last night in college basketball, Arkansas State fell to Southern Miss 69 to 66. The Red Wolves are three and three in conference play. They'll face Texas State on Saturday. In the SEC, LSU pulled an upset over 22nd ranked Ole Miss, beating them 89 to 80. They're led by senior guard Jordan Wright, who had 27 points, seven rebounds, and five assists. Eighth ranked Kentucky took care of business, beating Mississippi State 90 to 77. And 22nd ranked Auburn also took care of business, beating Vanderbilt 80 to 65. Tonight in college basketball, Little Rock will take on Southern. Indiana at 7.30. Radio coverage for the game can be heard on 106.7 Buzz 2. TV coverage can be seen on ESPN+. And Central Arkansas will take on Lipscomb at 7. That game can also be seen on ESPN+. I'm Christian Weaver with the Buzz Radio Network. Arkansas, the wait is over. Brewski's North is officially open for business in the Lakewood Village Shopping Center. Doors open at 11 a.m. with all of your pub grub favorites and happy hour drink specials. Come get your grub on with the all-new Smash Burger lineup, best wings in the city with 11 different sauces, but try the new additions to the menu like the spicy Asian chicken salad. Live music starts the weekend every Thursday with karaoke every Friday and Saturday. Brewski's North, you're home for lunch, happy hour, and late night. Pickup truck, sports car, motorcycle, minivan, townhouse, two-story, farmhouse, fixer-upper. What you drive and where you live is different for everyone, so it's important to have insurance that fits your needs and is just right for you. At Shelter Insurance, we understand that, which is why our agents help you design a comprehensive auto, home, and life insurance plan. Insurance that fits just right. See shelter agent Jeremiah Matthews in Little Rock, Justin Sollers in North Little Rock, or Michael Ludwig in Greenbrier today. If you are looking for a safe and loving home for you or your loved one, visit Heartland Rehabilitation and Care Center. Just 15 minutes from Little Rock and Benton, our skilled nursing staff is dedicated to providing quality long-term care and short-term therapy. Visit heartlandrehabcenter.com. You can call Heartland home. This is the Pigskin Preacher, bringing you the word. Dietrich Bonhoeffer writes, The road to hell is paved with good intentions. This saying found around the world does not arise from the brashly worldly wisdom of an incorrigible. It instead reveals deep Christian insight 
At the beginning of a new year, many people have nothing better to do than to make a list of bad deeds and resolve from now on to do better. But we need more than good intentions. We need prayer, perseverance, and the perspicacity to do good deeds. God bless us, everyone, to quote the famous Tiny Tim. When you walk into a Double B's, you will be greeted warmly with a welcome to Double B's. Double B's is an Arkansas company serving all in the natural state in our 34 locations. Double B's. It's where you gas it, grab it, and go. That's Double B's. Coach Nolan Richardson joins Randy and Rick every Thursday for Rolling with Nolan, presented by Slim Chickens of Central Arkansas. There are a lot of places to get chicken, but there's only one Slim's. It's Rolling with Nolan, Thursday at 6 on 103.7 The Buzz. Well, now all the decorations are down, and you're looking around thinking, we really ought to freshen up the place. It's a new year, and the best time to save at Lazy Boy. The inventory overstock sale is here. Upgrade every room in your home. Hot buys all over the store. Fabric recliners starting at $3.99. Leather recliners only $7.99. Stop by Lazy Boy Home Furnishings and Decor for their inventory overstock sale. Up to 50% off store-wide. Shackleford Galleries of Little Rock. Long live the lazy. Check out Hogs Meat Market's monthly specials and meat packages at hogsmeatmarket.com. Hogs Meat Market, the steak people. Out of Bounds, live from the Hogs Meat Market studio. Joe Franklin, Todd Pierce, Pitskin Preacher. We're going to hear from Gerard Mayo, who was introduced as the Patriots' new head coach. I've learned to trust my instincts throughout my career, and I trust that Gerard is the right person to lead the Patriots back to the championship-level contention and long-term success. So, it is with great excitement and pleasure to introduce the next Patriots head coach, Gerard Mayo. I appreciate you, uh, Thunder. I call him Young Thundercat, you know, has a, has a young heart. One thing I did learn from you today, you know, I also have a prepared statement. Yours is in like 30 font times New Roman, and I'm in 10. So, hey, I'll take that note. I'll take that note. So I want to thank my family, uh, first and foremost, you know, I see a lot of you guys on the front row, first two rows, and this has definitely been a dream of mine. I know one thing that Thunder talked about was I had always uh, been a coach in his mind. I would say I'm a huge believer in just developing people, Uh, whether it's on the football field, whether it's off the football field, in the media world, in business. My calling is to be a teacher and to develop people and help them see pretty much what they don't want to see, but they need to see. So my job has always uh, been that. That is my calling. Becoming a Patriot, it's never really felt like a job. When I first got here in 2008, I was a first-round draft pick. 2007, you know, the, you know the season, 2007. Don't worry about that one. But I come into an organization where the culture was established, the people, uh, not only the players, but the people that worked around the building, and I was like, man, maybe I'm the missing piece, right? So I'm, maybe I'm the missing piece. So I was drafted in 2008, uh, and then the first game of the season, first game of the season, Tom Brady gets hurt. He's out for the year. Most people wrote us off that season, but that's when I really had an opportunity to see the culture at work. Many people, they look at culture as a you know, retrospective way of either validating success or you know, validating a losing season. I would say here the, the culture starts at the top. 
Mr. Kraft and the family starts at the top, but it also has to permeate throughout the organization. And I've always tried to carry that flag for the Kraft family. As he's told you, look, these guys went at a lot. They went at a lot. Um, and I love being here. I took a break. I went to Optum. I needed a break from Bill. I uh, went to Optum for about four years. And I came back. And one thing I came back with, I learned a lot at Optum. Larry Renfro, Mike Mateo, those guys. I learned a lot at, at Optum about diversity, right? About diversity and inclusion. And you better believe it, being the first black coach here in New England means a lot to me. Um, but those guys taught me, you have to take ideas from other people, black, white, green, yellow, it really doesn't matter, old, young. One thing you'll notice about me in our interaction as we continue to go is I don't like echo chambers. I want people around me that are going to question my ideas or question the way we have done things in the past. Because realistically, this game's a lot different than when I, when I was drafted in 2008. At the same time, that's why I try to spend so much time in developing young men and young women so they know I don't want to teach them you know, what, what to think. I want to teach them how to think. And once we get to that point, I think we can get back to where we need to be at the top. There were the words of Gerard Mayo, new Patriots head coach. He um, talked about stepping away for a bit and coming back to join the coaching staff there. And also, uh, pretty interesting that he calls Robert Kraft young Thundercat. That was that was pretty funny. <laughs> well, so does that mean Robert they get like Kraft matching has been tattoos some other or things something? in the last few years? Yeah. Yeah, he um it, it it's funny with him also because Robert Kraft's uh, you know speaking of him specifically whenever somebody approaches him somebody that doesn't know him and uh he's done this several times where they'll approach him Mr. Kraft and he said don't call me Mr. Kraft he doesn't want to be called Mr. Kraft he says call him either Robert or RKK whatever you want to call him but he said don't call him Mr. Kraft and so that's why you see somebody like Gerard Mayo who can uh, come up with a nickname for him and relate to him in a certain way. And he seems like the type of person that he has good relationships with a lot of the players. And uh, Tom Brady specifically being one of those. And that's where they ran into problems in the past with Bill Belichick, Tom Brady. Tom Brady had a direct line to Robert Kraft. And so if they disagreed on certain things at times... Tom Brady could go voice his opinion to Robert Kraft, and then they had issues. So who are, who are they going to use going forward as a quarterback? N- not to beat that dead conversation to death that we just had with Pittsburgh. Now that that's a uh, Mac Jones. That that's something that is uh, yeah. probably more realistic. That J.J. McCarthy would be available when the Patriots draft. So that's something that may be well, more realistic. The, the Patriots and Pittsburgh have a long history of taking Michigan players, both both of them. The Patriots particularly in the last few years. But, look, Mac Jones is probably not going to be the guy. Bailey Zappi's not going to be the guy. I don't think Rudolph or Pickett are going to be the guy. you got to have a quarterback, Joe. You've got to have a quarterback. And See, I, th- I thought we moved on to two or three talking about the Patriots. You don't have a quarterback. <laughs> I thought we moved on to talking well, about the Patriots. I'm talking. I'm, I'm, I'm saying Mac Jones. Mac Jones ain't the guy. He's yeah, not. Yeah, but you, you brought you brought Kenny Pickett and Mason Rudolph back into the conversation. Leave them behind. Well, because I like you, and I, I know that's your team, and your team's going nowhere until you get a quarterback. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, they'll get they'll get some things worked out. We'll see what happens. They got look, they got plenty of time to figure it out. They're in the off season now, so Yeah, they do. <laughs> they got they a lot do. of they, and and here's here's the thing about it, Pigskin. They have a lot more issues. Now, quarterback is always going to be the most glaring for anybody, especially people on the outside to say that team needs a quarterback. But they need middle linebackers they need a center where Mm -hmm. it looked like Alabama center was snapping the ball at times this season and we know the problems that they had with the Mm -hmm. low snaps so they got a number of different issues and they got to continue to get better not only at the quarterback position but a number of positions around them and you know you could almost equate them to the Chicago Bears even though they had a better record and made the playoffs but 
they uh, they had some of the same issues there that they need to continue to get better across the board. Secondary, there's an issue yeah. there. So yeah. there's much more than just a quarterback. A quarterback is not going to solve all the issues okay. that they have. Let's go to the phones and well, talk I'm, to. I've been watching the. Go yeah. go ahead. No, I was going to say I've been watching the Lions all year, and as good as they've been. My nephew, of all people, Jude Monan, he said several times, take the entire draft and spend it on defensive players. I'm like, there you go. He's right, man. The defense is a sieve. So you got to figure out what the weakness is, and you got to start shoring that up. Let's go to the phones and talk to 49er John. What's up, 49er John? Hey, what's going on, fellas? How y'all doing? Doing good. Preacher, congratulations. Well, thank you, my brother. Appreciate that. I imagine uh, you're kind of disappointed that uh, you're not going to get get a beat down on those cowboys like you were hoping to. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm, you know, we they taken care of. Now I'm looking forward to playing Detroit. Both teams. We can we can really shut a certain person up. Yeah, both teams have another game in front of them, but that yeah. that's the matchup Look already, here. huh? Let me let me tell you well, guys. Who are you gonna be, who you gonna be, sh- you gonna be shutting up, John? I need to know that. Hey, who, who are you who are you uh, talking about? His name up? is Reggie Swin. Reggie Swin. That's his name, <laughs> Reggie Swin. And 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 listen, pr- preacher, check this out. When it comes to the yes, love, the, the quarterback at Green Bay, he's getting all the love. But y'all yeah. forgetting about Brock Purdy. Y'all are forgetting about Brock Purdy. What about him? But love is getting all the love. What so about we him? just going to sit back and watch. Oh, you, you're not going to tell us about him? Uh, what, what, about love, Brock Purdy? Yeah, yeah. You you said that, that every – no, 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 no. You said everybody is forgetting about him, so enlighten everybody what they're forgetting about him. Um, before the four interception game with Baltimore, he was the leading candidate to be MVP. You know what? It's funny that you mentioned that because that is the yeah. lasting memory. That's what everybody thinks about. Oh, okay, well that's fine. That, that's fine. I mean, like, just remember that. Not forget about Brock Purdy. And then, hey, Dallas, hey Dallas fans, we know y'all not winning no damn Super Bowl next year. You just ensured that by signing Mike McCartney. So, Mr. Reggie, don't get on the radio trying to spin it and make it sound good. The curse is not over. The curse has just begun for y'all. And I don't understand why Mike Tomlin apologized. Belichick never apologized. He does report his way worse. What 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 makes him different? Yeah, he just he did, he, he thought through it. He he didn't he didn't have to do anything, but he just said I, that I he could have handled it a different way. I mean, well, I didn't see nothing wrong with him. He just walked away. He didn't say anything out of his mouth. He didn't say anything disrespectful. He just walked away. How many coaches does that after losing a playoff game? They do it, they do it all the time. How many of them apologize? Zero. But why Why was this a big deal? Because he done it. I, I just really can't understand that. Well, he, and, and, he brought and, it up. It wasn't that somebody else brought it up. He yeah, brought it up. It's not. It's what, not what? that much of a big deal. Tomlin it's is not a big deal at all. Respected. He's a cool cat. I mean, Tomlin's great. Tom, Tomlin's not a problem at all. And, and 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 listen, hey, you guys, you gotta if you unless you want to watch Hee Haw Night Rider, you got to watch the Forty Niners this weekend. All you cowgirl fans, so enjoy. Have a good day. All right, we got more of Out of Bounds coming up. Live from the Hogs Meat Market Studio, Joe Franklin, Todd Pierce, Pigskin Preacher, and many ways to get into the show. We'll tell you about it on the other side as we take a break. Stay tuned. More of Out of Bounds coming up. The Bucks are back. At the 34th Annual Reliance Bank Arkansas Big Buck Classic presented by Oaklawn, January 26th through 28th at the State Fairgrounds. You could win a lifetime hunting license, a Browning A-Bolt rifle, or a $1,000 gift card from Hunter's Refuge. The Taka Hunting Gear Game and Fish Foundation Free Kid Zone, including a trout pond, hoverball, buana gym, and more. Hunters, bring your antlers for your chance to win a Tracker Off-Road 800SX from Bradford Marine and ATV. Rattlesnakes, chainsaw carving, birds of prey, monster trucks, and the Oaklawn Big Buck Chili Cook-Off. The Reliance Bank Arkansas Big Buck Classic. 
Classic presented by Oaklawn. Tree stands, clothing, RVs, ATVs, UTVs, ammo, and more. Hundreds of vendors with huge discounts. It's a Hall of Fame event and an Arkansas tradition. January 26th through 28th at the State Fairgrounds. Sponsored by Reliance Bank, Oaklawn Hot Springs, Arkansas, Bradford Marine and ATV, Tracker Off-Road, Hunter's Refuge, Remington, Taka Hunting Gear, Outlaw Beer, and 103.7 The Buzz. Visit BigBuckClassic.com and Facebook for more info. Cards issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's corporate cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp's software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp. Just go to ramp.com sports. Ramp.com sports. R-A-M-P dot com slash sports. Now, during Staples Print Big Sale, get $20 off your print purchase of $100 or more, $50 off your print purchase of $200 or more, and $100 off your print purchase of $300 or more. So, the more you print at Staples, the more you save. To demonstrate, print, print, print at Staples, you save, save, save. But if you print, 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 print at Staples, you save, 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 save. See how that works. Staples Print Big Sale. Print more, save more, up to $100. Ends 210. Visit staples.com slash print for details. Hi, this is Scott Trout of Cordell & Cordell. If you're a dad who is facing divorce, there are extra layers of stress that may include stereotypes and assumptions. No two situations are the same. Our legal experience and dedication prepare us for whatever legal challenges we face together. You need a partner you can count on. For more than 30 years, Cordell & Cordell has represented men in divorce. Office in Midtown Little Rock, 415 North McKinley Street, Suite 310, Little Rock, Arkansas, 72205. Gianna Missouri, licensed in Arkansas. CordellCordell.com. Some people are born for more. More fun. More freedom. More excitement. Some people are born and see the future before it's here. They see the GV70 for its sleek design and unmatched handling and performance. They see the G90 for its space, luxury, smooth ride, and unsurpassed technology. What were you born for? The all-new Genesis of Conway. Now open at 1075 Collier Drive in Conway. The future of luxury today. Hey everyone, this is Heather Baker, president and publisher of AY Media Group here in Arkansas. We publish two of the biggest and most widely read magazines in the entire state, AY Magazine and Arkansas Money and Politics. At AY and Arkansas Money and Politics, we keep you up to date on all the news you need to know and the stories you want to hear. Visit us online at aymag.com and armoneyandpolitics.com to see for yourself. Now more than ever, it is important to be mindful of where you get your news and support your local businesses. With AY Media Group, you get the best of both worlds. Same great deals, all new location for Hogs Meat Market in North Little Rock at 3901 JFK Boulevard. Call them today at 501-758-7700 for all their specials at Hogs Meat Market. The Steak People.
Welcome back to Out of Bounds, live from the Hogsmeade Market Studio. Joe Franklin, Todd Pierce, Pigskin Preacher. If you want to get into the show, you can call 501-661-1037. Southern Structural Solutions text line, same number, 501-661-1037. Gangster Museum of America Life and Feedback. We have some messages there. Dylan says, let's remind 49er John that the 49ers have a longer Super Bowl drought than the Cowboys. So worry about the 49ers curse and your own curse. And that is something that he is does seem to worry a lot about what other teams have going on. <laughs> well, that's a good part about being a sports fan, Joe. It's not just that you're rooting for your team. You're rooting against other teams. Yeah, 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 you can do that. That is fun sometimes. But, you know, it kind of goes back to like we were talking about at, you know, closer to the beginning of the show. If uh, another team that you despise wins a championship, what can you do about it? There's nothing you can do about it well, except you can. You can suffer. Yeah, yeah, you can continue to say, you know, you don't like that team or whatever. But in reality, there's nothing you can really do. Hey, think about. How, how you felt in, in recent years when Ohio State won a national championship, you don't like them. That, you know, didn't do anything for you, the fact that they won it. And now Ohio State fans are feeling the same way about Michigan. I've watched Ohio State fans suffer for the last three years as we have beaten them into the ground, and it is just absolutely blissful. I, I've loved every minute of it. Yes. Darren says that uh, Toddy P says, man, you're doing a great job. Really like what you bring to the table. He says that on Gangster Museum of America Life and Feedback and Southern Structural Solutions. Wow, Touchline. doubled up on it. I appreciate that. Absolutely. Let's see what Ethan has to say. Um, <laughs> okay, Ethan, he wants to take a shot at you, Pigskin. Southern Structural Solutions. Southern Structural Solutions text line, he says, Michigan sucks, and they're a bunch of cheaters. And he put his name on it. He said that's Ethan and Hot Springs. Yeah, well, that's not the same Ethan that was doing the show with us the other day, was it? No, that, that no, no, absolutely, no, no, not, that's not Ethan. No, okay, it's, it's just, a different Ethan. Checking. Well, he, Ethan from Hot Springs, I'd ask him how his team did last year. Four and eight. So, Ethan, four and eight, okay? If if you want to use pejorative insults, you should probably not insult teams that are 15 and 0 that won 11 more games than your team last year. So, why don't you shut it, Ethan? That would be my suggestion. Okay, so let's assume that Jim Harbaugh is going to move on to the NFL. And he has already interviewed with a couple of teams, and there are multiple teams that have interests. What's what's the best situation for Jim Harbaugh in the NFL? He's got to go take the Chargers gig. I mean, they've got most of the pieces in place to start winning. They've got a great quarterback who has a huge, huge ceiling. They've got some trained killers like Bosa on defense. I don't think they have too many pieces that they still have to put in place to really start winning. I think Harbaugh's got a good track record of that. He would come in. They would be tougher. They would be more physical. they develop a running game. And quarterback's best friend is a running game. And uh, I think Chargers are made to order for the guy. Yeah, Chargers would be a great fit. There's some others out there that um, maybe, you know, they could probably entice them a little bit more and probably put more money on the table. And we know that that's always going to have an effect on what ultimately happens. But there's interest there. There's interest with the Falcons. They're interviewing them. They've already interviewed Belichick. Um, The Titans have been mentioned. And... You know, let's not forget that the Titans, they're not too far removed from winning division titles, being in the playoffs. They need a little upgrade to rost- to the roster, as many teams out there do. And so we saw that when Harbaugh took over the Niners, the situation that they were in, he became the head coach because they weren't a good team at the time. But he went in there and got them turned around. So it's not as if 
he needs to have that team that's already in place with the franchise quarterback and certain things that, that, that are coming to the table. He's shown that as a head coach, he can build it. He can build it whether we're talking yes. about the ideal situation or the situation that's not ideal. If he were to take the Falcons gig, I think he'd he'd draft McCarthy. I, I think that would be his guy. McCarthy's better. That'd be an option to Ritter, I can promise you that. That'd be an option. It would. I would not. I would not touch the Carolina job because their owner is a nut job, and I mean all he does is fire people and trade their best assets like McCaffrey. I wouldn't touch Carolina. I wouldn't touch Nashville because Vrabel is a he was a good solid coach. Again, to hit that familiar refrain we've talked about, he doesn't have a quarterback. Okay, if you put a good quarterback on that team, I think that he would win. But then the other thing, they trade away their. All right, Pickskin, we need to reconnect once again. Uh, but yeah, Chargers, it looks ideal. But if you think about what Bill Belichick had to say, he said he's looking for talented teams that may be a step away or missing a few pieces, and he feels like he could be that missing piece or what he brings to the table and helping to build the roster could be the missing piece. So it it's interesting to hear that from Bill Belichick, who after interviewing with the Falcons, he almost was putting it out there like the Falcons would be an ideal situation for him. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, you got enough young talent that you can kind of groom. I mean, make it your last stop. You're there for just a, you know, a, f- a few seasons or however long you feel like you can continue to go at it and uh, see what you can uh, see what you can do, uh, you know, at an NFC spot, you know, and certainly the, the, the NFC South is certainly a winnable division. So, I mean, if you can if you can put a decent season together, you're in the playoffs. That's what's key to it also, Todd. It's a great point. NFC South, the division they play in, it's up for grabs. And these teams have been close the past couple of seasons. So even a team like the Panthers, who's looking for a new head coach and an upgrade there, they wouldn't necessarily be out of any kind of mix to come back and do some good things in that division. As we talked about with other teams, it's about the coaching staff and the offensive coordinator and and, and the support staff around it. We have Hour 3 of Out of Bounds coming up live from the Hogsmeade Market Studio. Joe Franklin, Todd Pierce, Pigskin Preacher. Stay tuned for more of Out of Bounds. It's Hour 3. Justin Acri and Wes Moore on location Friday at the 42nd Annual Arkansas Marine Expo. Arkansas's premier boat show this Friday, Saturday, and Sunday at the Statehouse Convention Center in Little Rock. Ski boats, bass boats, wakeboard boats, party barges are all on display and at discount show prices. Win a new Sea-Doo Spark courtesy of BRP, Bradford Marine and ACV, and the Arkansas Democrat Gazette. It's The Zone on location Friday at the Arkansas Marine Expo at the Statehouse Convention.